Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. This is the Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. Brave exists to encourage, resource, and connect brave women around the world for the glory of God. Hey, brave listeners, this is Chrissy Nordoff. And I'm so excited today to be starting our Ireland series. Um, We had an amazing trip with the Brave Worship crew this last fall. Um, In September, we went over for our second trip with Ray Hughes. So we had done uh, Scotland previously, and I've shared those stories with you guys in the past. Um, But this trip was specifically all about Ireland. And um, I'm going to share just a brief Uh, overview of where we were. And then I have our first guest here to help us talk through um, her experience. And you'll get to hear a little bit of her heart. We've got Lisa Hentrick with us today. Um, So we started out basically Saturday, September 14th at the edge of the Wicklow Mountains. And um, close to the Sugarloaf Mountain, we were at the Powercourt Estate in Glenview, which was beautiful. Um, and after breakfast that next morning, we headed to St. Kevin and we learned a lot about a monastic community, which was wonderful and probably one of my favorite things, really. Um, we went to the Rock of Cashel, uh, which is in County Tipperary, and then we went to Killarney that evening. The next day, we traveled the Ring of Kerry, which is a beautiful road uh, along the coast, and we stopped at the Cargill Cargo Ring Fort, which was a um, home built long ago, was uh, basically a ring of stones. And then uh, we went to the Cliffs of Moore, which you may have heard of those before. The Aran Islands was next, which that was, again, one of probably my favorite parts. Um, and then we did the west coast of Ireland in Galway. And then we headed back to Dublin. And when we got back to Dublin... Um, it was an amazing experience. We were in what they call um, the inner city, and it didn't necessarily look like inner city, but it was. It was, it was uh, a, an area, a community that had been infested with heroin, and there was a lot of suicide, a lot of depression, and what was so so fun as just uh, partners in the kingdom was to bring in a breath of fresh air, and we were able to share with ten worship leaders a lot about the writing worship book and the writing worship live. We actually did a live event with them, um, similar to the course that's about to be online. And, um, and then we did some writing with them and were able to share some of the songs that we had written with them that Sunday morning for their worship service. What was amazing to me was, um, how they had told us it felt like the song had always been there in them. Um, which really the pastor told us had died during that whole heroin um, 
when it was introduced to the community, the song died, but they said it felt like their song was still there, but we were able to help pull it out of them. And, um, really gave us a new, a new perspective as a ministry, just realizing, um, how everybody needs their songs. Every community needs their own songs. And that played in a part of our vision for the year. Um, that played into, like I said, the course, which is about to launch online. So hopefully over time, this will make a lot of sense. But basically, um, if you are a songwriter, the first thing that we recommend you do is the songwriter personality test, which is online right now for free. Um, and then in March, we're going to have the book release. It's called writing worship. And then, um, when that releases, the next step would be to go online and watch the course. It's um, it's something where you're simply watching videos of what happened in a, a church here in Nashville called Crosspoint Church, but we basically replicated what we did in Ireland. So now it's on video so you can read it and then you can watch it through that course. Um, and then our third area that we recommend people go to is the mentorship program. And that's more of the deep dive, deeper commitment. Um, You will have work to do at home with that, but you also get to connect in a community in a deeper way, have assigned co-writes and things like that. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned the scope of what all we have available um, because a piece of that is what we did in Ireland. So you can check that out too. It's not just for them, it's for you. And, um, Lisa, thank you so much for coming again and joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I do want to say, uh, for those listening about the songwriting mentorship program, it is a great program. I've been through it and I highly recommend it. Uh, even for somebody that's been writing songs for a long time, I've been Mm. here in Nashville writing for a long time. Uh, it really, uh, opened up it's just new wells in me. Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the things that I loved about it so much was learning how to how you teach psalming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really just opened up a whole new avenue uh, of, of writing and poetry and ideas uh, and really just a, a desire to write worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really has done that. So I, I just commend you for a great program. You've done a great job and you're a great teacher and inspirer. Oh, thanks, Lise. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, share with us a little bit, because I know you've got some things on your heart um, regarding Ireland and your experience and the songs that came from that time. Um, And like you said, you've been a writer for a long time and you you were part of Brave um, for the last several years. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, since 2016. 2016. Mm -hmm. So you've seen us walk through lots of stages and been a part of all of those stages, Mm -hmm. um, including the Scotland trip and now the Ireland trip. Yeah, yeah. And for for me, Ireland, um, before I talk about some of my takeaways from Ireland, I would have to say that what came before Ireland Mm -hmm. is uh, equally as important for me because it was really an extension of what happened three years earlier. Um, And what happened three years earlier was I had been on a date night with my husband and we went to a coffee shop, a bookstore for dessert. And we're just kind of browsing through the through the books. And I picked up a coffee table book of Ireland in the clearance rack. Mm -hmm. 
And I went and paid for it, and I didn't really know why I was buying it, other than I've just always felt this pull towards Ireland and Scotland, but I didn't know why. And mm-hmm. I've done some family genealogy and keep hitting brick walls. And because of my mother's maiden name, I, I feel like there's probably a strong possibility that my heritage ties back to one of those places. And so I thought, well, I guess that's why I'm buying this book. I really didn't know why I was buying it. And then a few days later, I was having lunch with a friend who has a ministry called Bridges to Destiny. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about, you know, what God might have in store. And I mentioned in general conversation the name Ray Hughes. And she said, oh, Ray Hughes. I said, do you know Ray Hughes? And she said, oh, yes, I, I know Ray. That's what, that's it. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to Ireland or Scotland with Ray Hughes and his wife, Denise. They take people on sojourns. And I thought, well, that's kind of crazy because I just bought this coffee table book of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then within a few weeks' time, you and I were having lunch with her. The conversation came up again. And it planted a seed in your mind of, well, I wonder if this is something we could do with brave worship. Mm -hmm. And over the course of the coming months, it just all unfolded. I mean, you and I were just looking at each other with, this is really crazy crazy. because Mm -hmm. it was clearly God, you know, orchestrating everything. It wasn't something we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, but that, that first trip ended up being Scotland, Mm -hmm. which was in what, 2017, September Mm -hmm. of 2017. Uh, and so when the Ireland trip came along for me, it was a no-brainer as, as a full-circle moment for me. Well, the book that I actually bought was Ireland, so I clearly have to go to Ireland, too. Mm-hmm. So so um, going on that trip was really a full-circle moment of, okay, what's God going to do on this trip? Because the Scotland trip, it was really hard to top that one. You know, everything that we right. experienced all as a group and individually, mm-hmm. what we, I feel like we were, you know, walking on sunshine and rainbows the whole time. You know, <laughs> Literally. It was like God so was showing rainbows. us rainbows and he was, I, he just was showing up in so many ways mm-hmm. for each of us. It was a really special and, and unique time. And out of that, for me, came a, a project called Heart Song of Scotland, which is some of the songs that I was a part of writing. Mm-hmm. And um, right at the time when I released that project, which was in March of last year, was when the Ireland trip was brewing. And I thought, oh, gosh, wow, here we go again. I definitely have to go to Ireland. So, mm-hmm. so it was an extension of that for me. And you mentioned... Um, in your introduction about the seeing one of the homes that was around rock wall. Mm-hmm. And that was interestingly for me, a takeaway that I was not expecting to experience there. That round wa- rock wall was called a ring fort. Mm-hmm. And as we were going around Ireland, Ray was pointing those out to us and he was explaining to us that these round uh, formations of rock are called ring forts, and they once were structures that, you know, had roofs and everything on them. And he explained that the reason that they were built that way was because they were impenetrable and people would store their food and their treasures and their valuables inside of these ring forts. And then there would be another ring inside that they would live inside of. But they they built them that way so that people could not steal their food and their valuables. And so as we're going around Ireland and I'm seeing all these remnants of ring forts, 
I I couldn't help but think of this silo that my husband and I built, which you and I talked about in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that silo was really a, um, as we talked about in that podcast, we were originally going to build a barn, and then our vision was redirected to build a silo instead. And I kept thinking about our silo, you know, every time I'm looking at these ring forts and we're hearing Ray talk about them. And so I finally asked Ray, I said, I'm just curious, are the grain silos, you know, in America, do they in any way tie to these ring forts? And he said, yes, the concept actually came from here because, you know, if you think about what is a grain silo, it holds your grain, it holds your food. Mm -hmm. That's what these ring forts were for. And they were built that way to protect their food and their valuables. And so although the materials are different, they're not Mm -hmm. built out of stone here. Uh, the concept actually does tie back to Ireland. And I thought that is absolutely fascinating because for me, it was another confirmation that when my husband and I built this silo, which is which now has brave worship music mm-hmm. rising in it, uh, that it was not just this random thing. Let's do this to be different. It was really a God-directed step. So that mm-hmm. was a takeaway I was not expecting. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. basically you're, Treasure, you mentioned the word treasure too. Mm-hmm. Your treasure is housed inside of that silo too, still today. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It's the kingdom things that you, the kingdom purposes that you want it to be used for. Yes. And, and also, my treasure is truth. Um, the Lord told me several years ago, He put it on my heart that I am a treasurer of truth. Mm-hmm. And the Scotland trip was really um, a, uh, no, I don't want to say unearthing of it because it had already been unearthed mm-hmm. in the years that I had really been deeply pursuing the Lord. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he was showing me is how the truth has been covered up. It has been rewritten, erased, changed mm-hmm. in our culture today, particularly particularly young people. You really do have to search a matter out. You can't just believe, you know, what your what the textbooks are telling you or what a television show is telling you or even what your pastor is telling mm-hmm. you. You have to search a matter out. You have to be in the word of God and asking him to show you and reveal. Mm-hmm. And so I had been learning, wow, all these things that I used to think were true, that, that's not true at all. This mm-hmm. has all been changed. It's been rewritten. And when we went to Scotland, that was one of the things we mm-hmm. were learning deeply about was mm-hmm. that there, there's what culture will tell you is mm-hmm. the truth, and then there's what really is the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and mm-hmm. the life. And so you really do have to be walking closely with the Lord and asking Him what is the truth. Um, and so it's it's interesting that Scotland led to Ireland, which led to you know my what I just said about the connection with the silo. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you say that, I I I, I didn't never really thought about it in that way, but the silo actually. Um, one of the treasures that I consider to be in that silo is the truth, because mm-hmm. that's, that's I am a treasure. treasurer of the truth, and so I want the truth to be rising in that mm-hmm. silo. Now, there was one moment in particular that I'll probably never forget between you and I that happened when we were in Ireland, and it happened in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we didn't talk about this before, but this is coming up, so I think maybe we should touch on it a little bit. But there was a moment that you were so moved by what was happening in the church that you were moved to tears. Of course, I started crying because you were crying But um, when I walked out. But I knew that something 
big had happened in your heart and you were having, you're experiencing another full circle moment Mm -hmm. um, in that church by what was happening through a song. Yeah. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah. So when we um, ended up in Dublin, you know, for those few days writing with Mm -hmm. worship leaders, we had ahead of time been prepared with the uh, history of this community and how it had once been a happy community of singing and dancing and jump roping and, you know, never a wealthy community, but a community of sharing meals with one another and a very happy and joy-filled community until heroin came in mm-hmm. and devastated this community. And so we had learned uh, about this prior to our arriving. And when, and in, in my situation, I have a, a, a family member, a ne- nephew who had died from a heroin overdose a mm-hmm. few years ago. And so I was really struck by that hearing this history, because I know how devastating that drug can be. And he mm-hmm. was a, a wonderful young man with a you know, a kind heart and would never hurt a soul, but that that, that stole his life. And mm. so when we got there and we were able to, um, you know, impart some of your songwriting program prior to beginning the songs, it was a great foundation to lay because some of these people had never written before mm-hmm. and never written songs. And so your program was a great foundation to lay for those people who'd never written before. And then we were paired uh, to write with these people. And uh, in the first writing session, I was paired with Amanda Blankenship and a young girl named Alana. And as it turned out, Alana had a uh, a story of having lost family members mm-hmm. to this drug. She lost a little baby sister, and um, there's a lot to it, but she lost a lot of family members. And she said at the time, as we were talking about it, she said, I don't know um, how I've escaped it, but I'm the mm-hmm. only one that's in the church. And, you know, I think in, in some ways the church has been really a, a safe haven for her. Uh, but through that conversation and just talking about the devastation of, I, I personally know that devastation. Amanda has some stories as well, and we knew that we were paired divinely mm-hmm. um, to write about that specific topic. Mm-hmm. And so as Amanda and I were talking to Alana, um, you know, about, you know, what kind of song can we write, uh, you know, to honor those who who have lost their lives to this, and but also at the same time to, we just had a sense that, this music that we're going to write uh, while Brave Worship is here is going to be a, it's going to pave the way for healing. We just had that mm-hmm. feeling. And so we ended up writing a song called No More. Mm-hmm. And it's basically putting your foot down and kicking the devil out and saying, no more. You mm-hmm. have stolen enough from us. No more. No mm-hmm. more. In Jesus' name, no more. So that's the song that we ended up writing. And when we ended up being asked to lead the worship service at this church, which none of us were expecting. That was Mm -hmm. not part of the plan. Mm -hmm. But they asked us to lead the Sunday service. Um, That song was one of the songs that was was sung that morning. Mm -hmm. And as we were getting ready to uh, just rehearse the song, we were there early prior to the services. And so we had to get up and practice the songs. And before we got up to perform that song, the pastor's wife um, what's the pastor's wife's name? Noel uh, and Noel. Is it Noel Kenny, right? Noel Kenny is the pastor. His wife mm-hmm. was 
uh, sharing a story with us about someone who had lost their life. Mm-hmm. And she was a young girl and was getting out of the drugs and was getting really involved in the church. And she was telling us how well she was doing. And, you know, they really thought that she was breaking free from this. And uh, just days prior to us arriving, I want to say it was maybe like nine days prior to Mm -hmm. us arriving, she had lost her life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was telling us this story and proceeded to tell details that, I couldn't even believe were so similar to my nephew mm. and how he lost his life. The details almost lined up, and mm. I just lost it at that point. And part of my nephew's story is that he was basically on, uh, you know, brain dead for a certain period of time mm-hmm. and on machines while everyone was saying their goodbyes. But we, he ended up, his organs ended up saving at least 11 lives and there was were similarities in Mm -hmm. her story Mm -hmm. and i just i had to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and and i was not expecting to be overcome by this because i Mm. i i knew we were writing a song for those people and Mm -hmm. for taking territory back but i was also struck by wow this is a full circle moment this Mm -hmm. is also honoring my nephew it's honoring him too Mm-hmm. And I was just really overwhelmed in that moment by that wow. realization. Mm-hmm. And that full circle reminds me of the um, Rockfort circle, which reminds me of your silo, which yes. reminds me of one of the books that you've loved for years, mm-hmm. um, which is The Circle pra- Maker. Yeah, The Circle Maker. Yeah, Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what you've been, actually. You've been a circle maker. And and much of what is in my life right now has manifested as a result of that. The property mm-hmm. that my husband and I own, where we built the silo, we prayed circles around that mm-hmm. property. Um, there's a lot to that. And also, uh, one of the songs that's on the Scotland album mm-hmm. that you and I wrote with Rachel Berentine is called Circle of Three. Mm. And so there's there's a lot of... of um, Circle, circles crossing yeah. circles, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. in, in uh, this yeah. story. So it's amazing. Well, thank you, Lisa, for sharing your heart mm-hmm. and um, your perspective. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And if people want to hear the songs that you've written, um, I know your your songs, your Songs of Scotland album, uh-huh, it's Heart called songs. Heart Song of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, where would they find that and future? They music. can find it on, either on my website, lisahentrick.com. Uh, it's also on iTunes and Amazon, Spotify. Uh, it's a seven-song mm-hmm. EP of songs that were written in Scotland and some that were not written in Scotland but were very... Uh, uh, Inspired. Yeah, sort tied of. to mm-hmm. the message. And, and interestingly enough, one of those songs is the very first song that you and I ever wrote together mm-hmm. when we first met, mm-hmm. which was called Heavenly Healing. Yeah. And at the time when I was putting the project together, I just thought so much of what we learn and what we've learned from Ray Hughes uh, ties to that message. And I knew that it had to be part of the project, too. Mm-hmm. So but it's on uh, all those platforms. They can find Great. it. And there's a few things that people can check out if they haven't seen them yet. They can go to my Instagram page, Lisa Hendrick Nashville. And I believe it was in early December this was posted. They'll see a picture of the Ireland flag and it says Brave Worship Night on it. And they can click and watch a three-minute recap of an evening that we did in our silo uh, singing some of the songs that were written in 
Ireland with these worship leaders. So Mm -hmm. that's something to check out. And then also they can check out on my YouTube channel, which is Lisa Hendrick. There is a 20-minute video on there called The Story Behind the Heart Song of Scotland. So for people who are interested in learning about more about what we did in Scotland and how Ray Hughes took us around and everything that we learned there. That's in that 20-minute video, which also features you and just some really cool stories that happened with you and your spiritual heritage, your Mm -hmm. spiritual genealogy. Yes, awesome. Mm -hmm. Good reminders on those two things. You did a great job of capturing sort of an overall picture. So thank you. All about the story, the story behind it. That's what I love. It's a beautiful story. Both of those videos are beautiful stories. So go check those out. Check out Lisa's music. And thank you guys for being with us. There's going to be more stories coming up next. Thanks for listening to The Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. You can visit braveworship.com to learn more about how you can join one of the upcoming Brave Coffees in your local area. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at braveworship and on Facebook at Brave Worship Page. We'd also love for you to join us at our next songwriting event or missions trip. And you can stay up to date on all of those things and the latest happenings when you sign up for our newsletter at braveworship.com. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus, You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.